Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Lord, for today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for, Lord, the freedom we have as a nation. Lord, we also thank you for the freedom we have in you. Lord, may we never forget how we got that freedom. And Lord, what you did for us. Lord, we thank you for it in your precious name. Amen. You know, if there are certain dates in our life that if I said, where were you on such and such a date, you would immediately know where you were at. If you asked me, if you said, where were you on February 26, 2004, I would immediately know where I was at. I was at the Akron General Medical Center waiting for the birth of our son. And on that same day, the Akron sextuplets were born. You probably read about them in the news. A lady gave birth to six, six kids that day. The doctor uh, that delivered Travis delivered the sextuplets, delivered a total of 10 babies that day, and the next day he went on vacation. <laughs> I can't blame him. And I remember sitting there in the maternity area, and I'm watching as they wheel out the sextuplets. And I think to myself, boy, I'm glad they're not my kids. <laughs> Six kids, unbelievable. But I thought to myself, I thought, you know, these parents' lives are never going to be the same. A new chapter is beginning in their life. You know, our life is really made up of milestones, of transitions, of chapters of life. And we have these new chapters when a, a new baby comes into the world or... Uh, when we start a new career, or we're going to a new school. That's a new chapter of life. Uh, but then we also see when a loved one passes away or a career ends that a chapter of life ends as well. And these transitions, these milestones of life, they, they can be exciting. They can be worrisome. They can be a lot of things. But we have to learn how to handle these different transitions in life so that we're ready for the next chapter of life. In Acts chapter 1, the disciples are experiencing one of these ends of an era. We see in chapter 1 that Jesus is ending his earthly ministry, and he's going to return to heaven. He's been with the disciples now for over three and a half years. And in chapter 1, in verse 6 and 7, it says... When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. This is after the resurrection now. Jesus is uh, spending time with the disciples. He is preparing them for the time that he's about to leave. And here they are, they're walking along together. And Jesus is about to leave this world. But the disciples still are 
a little confused because they thought that Jesus was coming as a conqueror. They thought that he was coming to restore Israel. And they still believe that. They, they said, well, well, Lord, now you've uh, were crucified, you resurrected. Now must be the time when you're going to restore Israel and be the king of Israel, right? And Jesus says, no, not exactly. You know, God's plans oftentimes are different than our plans, aren't they? Boy, we sometimes have things planned out just the way we want them to go. And what happens? They hardly ever go that way, don't they? <laughs> but then we look back and we realize, oh, wait a second. God was in that. Uh, God did that. And thank God that our plans don't always work out. Because, see, God's already in the next chapter. He already knows what's going on. And he's already preparing the path for us as long as we listen and let him guide us. But they really couldn't imagine what was about to come next. In verse 9, as Jesus is talking to the disciples, it says, And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Now just imagine this for a second. Jesus had come into this world as a baby and now he leaves as a victor. It had to really shock them. This chapter was closing before their eyes. Here's a man that they had followed. They had given up their lives. They had given up their careers. They had put their lives in jeopardy. For three and a half years they had followed Jesus and now he was before their eyes ascending back to the Father. You think of the picture of that. I think of myself being there and watching this, what this must have been like. It had to be something of awe. I mean, it's not every day you see someone literally lift off the world. A cloud takes them up into heaven out of their sight. It had to be an amazing event to see. But it had to be a little nerve-wracking too. The disciples had to be thinking, what's coming next? What's going to happen now? I mean, Jesus has been with us this time. He's led us all this time, and now he's going to heaven. But God truly never left them, as we'll see in a minute. The disciples were entering a new chapter of their life, and it was scary. But remember one thing. Remember that the chapter of life you're in now, at one time it was a new chapter as well. It was a scary chapter as well. When the disciples first started following Jesus, they probably had a lot of the same feelings. They were a little apprehensive. They didn't know what was happening. They really didn't truly understand things. But after being with him for three and a half years, he had trained them. He had brought them to a point where now they were much more prepared. Think about back when you were in middle school. If you can remember that far back. It, sometimes as I think back further and further, it hurts my brain to think about it. Here you are in middle school, and you're ready to go into high school. That's a scary time, isn't it? The land of giants, the school that you don't know uh, where anything's at. If you're like me, you're a bunch of crazy people in school. You know, but quite a different experience, wasn't it? But here's the thing. After you were in high school for four years, uh, you got the lay of the land, didn't you? You understood how things operated. It wasn't as scary anymore. You knew what was happening. And then you're ready to go to college. You're ready to go to a career. And you feel that same apprehension again. But remember, remember how you were in middle school. Everything worked out. 
And that time that you spent, the time they spent with Jesus, that time prepared them for the next chapter of their life. It got them ready. It gave them the tools that they needed. And even though they didn't know what the next chapter held, they knew one thing. They understood that they had what it took to do what they needed to do in that next phase of their life. Every segment of our life is really like that. It prepares us for the next. When you move into a new house, first couple weeks you really aren't acclimated yet, are you? If you're like me, you're waking up and you're thinking, where am I? And you're running into walls. You, you, know, you know, everything's different. But after you're there for a while, what happens? It feels like home, doesn't it? It feels like home. And after a couple years, if you were to go back to your old house and spend the night, uh, it wouldn't feel like home, would it? really wouldn't. It would probably be strange to the new owners, too, if you did that. So I wouldn't recommend that. But it wouldn't feel like home. I was watching a show uh, not long ago, and it was these uh, very, uh, I would say, spoiled children. And they had, they had done this thing where they sent them out in the woods, and they had to live uh, in tents. And it was kind of interesting because one of them made the statement after a couple weeks. They said, you know what? These tents feel like home now. Isn't it something that that next chapter of life, after a short amount of time, it feels normal? But understand something, that God is still there in that new chapter of our lives. God is still there. In verse 8, in the first part of verse 8 there, it says, Jesus says to his disciples, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You see, when Jesus ascended into heaven, he didn't leave them high and dry. The Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity, came to dwell within them. Just as believers today, the Holy Spirit dwells within you and I. And as we see what the role is of the Holy Spirit, we look in John chapter 14, and it tells us, what is the role of the Holy Spirit? It says in verse 26, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I said unto you. The Holy Spirit is a teacher, is a comforter. The Holy Spirit is our guide to help us along the way, to help us navigate every chapter of life that we're in. I was watching an interesting documentary on Amelia Earhart, the legendary uh, pilot back from a generation long gone in the 1930s. And she had accomplished so many unbelievable things. And she was on a mission to fly around the world. And she almost made it. She was at the final stages of the journey. And here she was coming into an island. And she was going to land and refuel and continue on and finish the journey. And there was a ship uh, that had, was monitoring, that was in contact with her, that was talking with her. And, of course, we know the story how she disappeared. And uh, they've never been able to find the wreckage, whether it uh, was wrecked or she landed in an unhospitable island. We just don't know what happened. But her navigator was a man named Fred Noonan, Captain Fred Noonan. And he was an extremely experienced navigator. 
And you got to remember back then, we're talking about 1937, there wasn't iPhones back then. There wasn't computers that could just tell you where to go and what to do. You navigated by the stars. And so Fred Noonan would have to see the stars to be able to navigate. And so as they were trying to figure out what might have happened to the plane, they wanted to, to figure out what path did the, the plane take as it was trying to come into this island. And so that as they were reading all of these reports and reading what the weather was to be like that day, they realized that the night before, there was a lot of cloud cover in a certain area. And they said, being an experienced, pilot, uh, experienced navigator, Fred Noonan would have stayed away from that cloud cover and taken a different route in because he would have wanted to be able to see the stars because the stars were what was guiding him. If the clouds had covered the stars they would have been flying blind. The Holy Spirit is our guide. And sometimes what we do is we cloud over the Holy Spirit and we lose our guide. And we're flying blind. And we don't know what direction we're going in. Oh, the Holy Spirit is there and God has given him to us as a guide for us. So that we can look up and we can see what direction we're supposed to go. Use that guide. Use our Holy Spirit to guide us in our life. It's our guidance system. In John 14, verses 16 to 18, it tells us that, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be with you. And I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. God says to that, those words to us today, I'm not going to leave you alone. I will come to you. The spirit is within us. Sometimes you say, well, I can feel so alone in life. I can feel like I'm the only one out there on an island. Well, you know what? When John was on the island of Patmos, God was with him. When Paul was imprisoned in Rome. God was with him. When David was running for his life, God was with him. And whatever chapter, whatever you're going to in your life, God is with you to help you and to guide you. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, the spirit of truth is within us. Psalms tells us in chapter 9, verses 9 and 10, it says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in time of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Isn't it great? If we seek God, he's not going to leave us alone. He's going to help us. He's going to be with us. Deuteronomy puts it like this in chapter 31 and verse 6. It says, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Isn't it great to know that we have a God that's with us. That's not going to run away in the times of trouble and danger. But it's going to be right by our side. You know, but plans change, don't they? Every chapter of life, those plans change. And uh, the disciples had a different idea of what Jesus was going to do, but plans change. And in verse 8, we see 
how those plans change. Jesus it told them that ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the earth. The disciples got new marching orders that they were the ones that were now going to take the message of Jesus outside of Israel and was going to take the message of Jesus to the world. That was the new mission in their life. Christ instructed them to do that. That had to be a scary thought. Going into places that they knew they were going to get a lot of resistance. That wasn't the plan, but plans change. Every chapter of life has new challenges, but it also has new opportunities. It has new opportunities. One of the opportunities is that in our lives we can meet new people, that we can have adventures in our lives, that we can make great memories in our life. Think of the memories that the disciples had following Jesus. Think of Paul, the Apostle Paul. Think of all the things that happened to him. He's shipwrecked on this island. He had to do a, a James Bond-style escape out of a city one time. Unbelievable things, you know, imprisoned here and there. But, you know, out of all the difficult, and it was very difficult when you read the life of, of Paul, what happened to him in his life. He had some very difficult things. But you know what? He made it an adventure. He made great memories. Him and Timothy made some incredible memories. So many other followers of Christ, he made incredible memories with. He made the best out of that situation. Even though the plans weren't what he thought they would be, he uses an opportunity to create those memories. You know, I can think of back when I was in my 30s, I had a, a side business. And what I would do is I would travel a lot. Uh, but I didn't. I was working full time, so I didn't have a lot of time to do it. So I would leave maybe on a Friday night and uh, Saturday or sometimes take Friday off and Saturday and I'd work all day and then 11 o'clock at night I would leave and I would drive wherever I was going, do what I had to do and drive back. And sometimes it would be 18, 19 hours of driving, you know, so you're up a couple days. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty tough to do. And I thought when I first started doing it, I thought, oh man, this is, this is kind of rough to be able to do this. But then something happened. I started going to some pretty amazing places and meeting some amazing people. And after a while, it literally became an adventure, the places I was able to go. I love a lot of the, the national parks and just the beauty that God has created. And I remember going to places like Upper Peninsula, Michigan, and standing on the shores of Lake Superior in May, watching icebergs all over the lake. I remember going through upstate New York, one of the most beautiful places you'll ever be, and the Finger Lakes, and going to some of the parks there, and the waterfall. Incredible beauty. And so I always made it a point on these, on these trips to find places to stop, and to me and my son to take him to Niagara, and Lockport, and all the history there. And I started enjoying it. I started loving the adventure, and loving the memories. Even though it was hard work, I enjoyed and loved what I was doing. You know, in life, we have to find those memories in every chapter, those adventures in every chapter. We also have to look at it as being an opportunity to serve. You know, maybe your ministries through the years have changed, but no matter what stage of life you're in, there's always 
opportunities to serve. We also see that it's an opportunity to reach people for Jesus. You know, in this chapter, there's going to be different people you run into than in the next. And some of those people you might never see again. That's an opportunity to share Jesus with them. It's an opportunity to share the love of Christ with somebody that may never have another opportunity to hear of Jesus' love for them. You know, one of the, the pitfalls of transitioning from one period of our life to another is that we oftentimes will get stuck. We'll get stuck between chapters of life. You see that with people. They, they have a tough time moving on in their life. Something's happened. They have a tough time getting going. They have a tough time getting a direction. And they just literally stop. And they become stuck in life. In verse 10 of Acts 1, it tells us. It says, and while being the disciples, while they looked steadfastly toward the heaven as Jesus went up, beheld two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken from you into heaven shall come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. The next chapter is coming whether we like it or not. And here the disciples are as they watch Jesus ascending into heaven. They're stuck. They're frozen. They're just looking up into heaven. Now, I find a lot of humor in this passage, too. Because here these angels come, and they walk up, and all they see is the disciples just looking up into heaven. There's nothing there. Jesus is gone. And they're just looking, gazing up into heaven. And the angels come by, and they say, hey, guys, what, what are you looking at? Why, why are you just standing here looking up in the sky? It's time to get busy. The Jesus that was here, he's coming back someday. But now is the time for you to get busy. There's a job for you to do. It's time to get moving. Don't just be stuck here frozen looking into heaven. There's a job to be done. Oftentimes we get stuck in life's transitions and we miss out on life. There was a story of a cave, an underwater cave that people would go and they would dive in and they would explore. And it was a very dangerous cave. There had been a number of people injured in it, so they decided they were going to close it down. And after a period of time, a couple of professional divers said, we would like to reopen this cave for professional divers so that we can explore the rest of it. And so they said, well, go in there and make sure that it's safe. Document it. And so these divers, they went in the cave, and as they were exploring the cave, the first one would go through these narrow passageways, and the next one would follow. And in one of these passageways, the one diver became stuck. And the problem was that he could have gotten out if he just had relaxed. But he began to panic. He began to have an anxiety attack. And he began to thrash. And all of a sudden, he really became stuck to where he couldn't even move. But he was still okay because they had this rebreathing system that they were using that would recycle oxygen. And they could stay down for many, many hours. So he had many hours of oxygen left. They just had to figure out a way to get him out. And the other diver is trying to calm him down. The problem was, as he continued to panic, he continued to burn up that oxygen faster and faster. 
And he couldn't calm down. And he burned all of his oxygen up. And he died in that cave, stuck. So many times when we're between chapters of life, we're stuck. And we have such anxiety. What am I going to do? How are things ever going to work out? And then we become depressed and we, we give up. We never get moving. You know, stuck people can say those things, I'll never get out of this situation. Nothing is ever going to change for me. But when you're stuck and when you're in a life transition, understand one thing. You've had difficult times before. And you made it through. God's brought you through. What's different about this time? If you trust in God, he's going to guide you. He's going to get you out of there. You just need to relax. <laughs> you just need to calm down and let the Savior take over. and Let him guide you out. You know, every situation that we go through makes us stronger. Those past events you went through, they're preparing you for the future events of your life to make you stronger. That diver panicked and he moved in an uncertain direction. He moved in the wrong direction and it cost him his life. When you're stuck, move confidently. Move confidently in a positive direction. And God will take care of the rest. At some point in life, the next chapter is eternity. At some point, you're going to get to a place in your life and now that chapter that's before you is the afterlife. You know, eternity is the only chapter that you can guarantee the ending. Think about that. Boy, wouldn't it be nice, the chapter we're in now, that we could just write it the way we want it written and everything would just go the way that we would want? Doesn't work out that way, does it? But eternity, eternity is a chapter that we can write the ending because of what Jesus Christ did for us. We talked about today Jesus Christ leaving this world, but he came to this world for a specific reason. And that's to bring salvation to you and I. Such a simple thing to believe in Christ. It's such a simple thing to ask him to be our Lord and Savior, to have that guide in our life. In just a moment, we're going to have an invitation. And there's never been a time in your life that you've asked Jesus to come into your life. There's never been a time that you've done that. And you don't know what's going to happen in eternity. Your eternity is not guaranteed. Or give you an opportunity to accept him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, God. Lord, that, Lord, though our chapters are uncertain, the final one has already been written, God. You wrote that chapter on Calvary in your blood. And Lord, because of that, oh, because of that, Lord, we know where we can spend eternity. We know, Lord, that it doesn't matter what else happens in life. The Lord, eternity is already guaranteed. And it's a simple thing, God, you tell us in your word that it's simply about believing in you as Lord and Savior of our lives, asking you to forgive us of our sins and to be our Savior, God. And Lord, you've promised us when that happens, Lord, that you'll be with us, that you'll guide us and help us. 
And Lord, we'll give you all the praise, all the glory for it. In your precious name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.